Hello, Stephen. Welcome to 4630. <laughs> Was that recording? Are you Um Yeah, I just had uh, vegetable curry and chips. What did you have? Vegetable curry and chips. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, where did you get it from, Stephen? Walk and Spice. Walk and Spice. Um, where they also do a line in, what is it, healthy, new healthy ostrich? Have you tried new healthy ostrich? Did you, have you seen at the moment... I sent a tweet out yesterday that has gone viral. Have you seen that? No, because I don't go on Twitter. You don't go on Twitter anymore. That's no. good. You're, you're good, man. You're clever for doing that. Yeah, closed it down. Uh, that's the thing to do. I just mute everyone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So have you, is this a, I don't know, is this a lead up to a joke or is it a real? This is have you, what happened. Have you, you've gone. Yesterday I was in Edinburgh uh, seeing Tom Pock, uh, Tom from Unpock, and, uh, and I had a nice wee day in Edinburgh with him. And then, uh, on the way home, I made up this joke. Uh, so I got home, I told it to my kids, and they weren't impressed at all. And they left the room, you know. <laughs> so I, th- I put it on Twitter instead, and um, and loads of people have retweeted it. Like, hundreds of folk have retweeted really? it. Really? Yeah, yeah. What, what is the joke? Well, I can tell you it now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. There was a group of emus, and uh, one of them got really, really tall, and they shunned him. He was ostrich-sized. Yeah. Yes. You know, it actually, it actually reads better than it than it than it than it sounds as a as a volume. You know. No, I, mean? I think it's a good joke. It is a good joke, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then t- I don't I, think I'm going to go into it for a living. I think I'll I'll carry on doing the sober music. No, I think you could do it. The you somber could use music. It, you could use it. Uh, uh, gig the zombie though. music. I could use it in gig. between the songs. You know, in the bit in between the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Possibly. You know, when you're tuning the guitar. Possibly. You all right? Have you had a nice week? Oh, we went. So, so this 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 podcast is a week late because. Oh, because I wasn't well. Because you had COVID. Ah, uh, yeah. And how was the COVID for you? Uh, it was like a. Oh, uh, you've got to be careful what you say. Well, okay, it was like a minor cold. Well, you're allowed to say that. Why do you have to be careful? Because everybody gets upset about. You have to take it really seriously. And, All right. Uh, okay. Um. But anyway, yeah, it was a it minor was, cold. Yeah. All right. Oh well, that's okay. Yeah. Um, shall we play a song? <laughs> play a song. <laughs> you go first, then, man. Okay, you I'll go. go. Who's this then? Tim Buckley. Tim Buckley. No peace to our friend 
Maybe the wind blow a melody and ease my mind. But soon love is broken. They'll take you away. All the wars they've been growing as no And the old men who ruled them Oh, they're just like thieves They rob from the sunshine Oh, the air ain't so clean Our rivers are dirty Where once we could see the smile of your lady friend looking down Look at that river Hey, did you ever shiver? Well, the earth is broken There's no one to save I remember quite freely Only yesterday Ah, oh, the letter I read from you Read this way Take care, lonesome Timmy I'll don't you Thinking you're the only one year that's gone Out on your lonesome road, hey, lend a hand to your friend Yes, he's just as lonely Remember the rivers that once did flow clean. Ah, sometimes I wonder how this old world keeps spinning round. Ah, the old folks have gone west long, preparing to die, all except for a few of us hangers on, living each day with trivial hearts. We just stop once in a while. In some foreign far city, your brother shut down. He 
Because there was a reason The gun had a hand And the old man killed youth Squeezed on its own I'm just waiting, brother Waiting for the end Soon in my country There won't be a friend Each one is trying So hard to defend That one, one last heartbeat Before he's tucked away Lost in the mechanized efficient world, logical skies. Ah, oh, but no song was written on without a tear in your eye. Are we the last ones, the last ones to try?
Bright water all around me And the cheap red wine in me drunken brain Has left a burning flame in me belly I don't need nobody helping me I don't need no boogers arms around me Norma Watson there with a red wine and promises written by her sister Lal. And Norma died um earlier actually I think it was the end of last week. Last uh, week, yeah. Very sad. Um if you don't know her, she was one of uh England's foremost uh, traditional singers. Th- although that wasn't a traditional song there, that as I said, that was one of her sister Lal's songs from Bright Phoebus, which is a very famous album. Are you a fan of Norma's work? I saw you've got a Watson's album for sale downstairs in the record shop. Mm-hmm. Frost and Fire. Frost and Fire, yeah. Yeah. You say that's your favourite of the... No, I think Bright Phoebus is probably one. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, that's, it's hard to get beyond that. And uh, very sad, only, uh, only really knew her from doing the Lyle Watson um, uh, tribute show down in London for the BBC. I, I was... Uh, they asked me to be a musical director, which was a nonsense, because there were so many great musicians there, and they didn't need me saying what to do at all in any way. So, just, look, can we just recap this? So, when when the BBC asked you to be music to, musical director, yeah, yeah, of a Watson thing, what did you say? Well, Watson thing. Well, I said, yeah, of course, yeah, I'd be delighted. Yeah, well, that's pretty nice. And I think it got paid quite well as well. You should have that on your CV. I should have it on my CV. Next time that you're trying to get a job in the co-op. You should take along not only your football trophies in the poly bag, but your CV with your... You know, when I, when I went for a job interview at the court once, mm-hmm. and uh, as I walked around the corner, uh, I heard them saying, I told you, it's him! <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't get the job, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so normal water. I'm going to play some more fairs later on as well. Oh, you're opening something. What's that? That's a coffee. A coffee? Yeah. Coffee in a can. Who'd the second one. So who was that you played before? Was that mm. Tim Harden, you said? No, no. That was Tim Buckley. So that was... Um, that one there was Tim Buckley. The one yeah. you played was Tim Buckley. Okay. Yeah, Tim Harden is a different Tim. Right, okay. That was the first Buckley thing that I've thought was quite good. I've always heard Buckley things. I've never been into it at all. Um, okay. Well, that song is from um, a live album it was recorded live in london in 1968 and is that the dad or is that the son he yeah he, he's the dad he's the dad um he he only recorded for nine years and released nine albums and then okay and he and there's quite a lot of um live material but so was uh, that a song of his yes that one's called the, the earth is broken but it, it would never he never released it because well, he died or no because it was recorded in 68 and they never he never he never released it so only this only came out in 90 oh right. so this is like a posthumous live album yeah 1990 okay posthumous is that the right yeah word? and it's got several songs that were never released during his his lifetime but he was he was quite often like that he did like, and were you a fan of his when 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 that came out did you already know his stuff in 1990 uh not in 1990 right no, okay so you, you don't know how excited you were when that came out and you're like you know, like the can reissues yes. and there's like new can tracks no. and things. No, but I was I was quite excited when I got it. And is it good? 
I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's got Buzz and Fly on it. It's got Dolph. Well, his cover of Dolphins. Um, it's got Happy Time. So yeah, it's got some of his best songs on it. But the, the interesting thing is, so when he he was on the final episode of The Monkeys. Oh hi, yeah, yeah. You know they they quite often had people on. Hmm. Like, so he was he was the person that was on the final episode, and he did uh, Song to the Siren. All right, okay, okay. Yeah, which of course. So did he write Song to the Siren? Yes. Right. We did a cover of that yes. years ago, years and years ago. And the original, so the original version of Song of the Siren, he did on the Monkeys, right? And he says uh, something about you're as uh, polished as the oyster or something. I can't remember the the, the, okay. the line. And he he got um, slagged for for clumsy uh, lyricism, right? Okay, for this using the word oyster, like compared somebody to an oyster. What did it rhyme with? Do you know what the rhyme was? Uh is that your boy's He's as polished as an oyster. Was it something like that? Yeah, it was something. It was something that was quite clunky. So maybe that's why he was. Uh... So the version you would have covered, and the version that you know, which is from um, Co- this Cocktail Coil. Twins. Yeah, this yeah, Coil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's pretty much the version we did. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's him. That's them covering the version that he released on the Star Sailor album, which came out, I think, nineteen seventy-two, either seventy-two or seventy-four. Okay, seventy-two, I think, is seventy-one, maybe. Anyway, so so that, but actually, that version that's on Star Sailor is nowhere near as good. He's he changes his voice. And it so goes so which is the best version? The, the one version on the monkeys. The monkeys one. Yeah. It's, it's the first. It's the first take, right? Yeah, it's and like, it's an acoustic, and it's, it's really nice. Always the first one. But it's got the clunky lyric that he didn't like, and yeah, then when yeah, he changed yeah, yeah, it, yeah. he changed the lyric. Yeah. But the version is nowhere near as good. There's a there's a recording of. Uh, Elton John going around at the moment, and he's he he looks as he looks now. So he looks like an old man. With lots of colouring and stuff to make him try and look younger, you know, and a, mm-hmm. a pretend hair and all that sort of stuff. And he can, st- you know, I'm not slagging him at all. And he's doing a version of Crocodile Rock, and it's terrible. It's like it's laughable, you know, because because uh. he's played it probably a thousand times, maybe two thousand times. This yeah bloody song, he must think, you know. <laughs> and the, but then when you listen to his early versions of it, it's really good. It's yep. full of excitement and uh, and vigor, and you know, and hey, listen to this song, listen to this cool song I got, you know. And I think very often the first take of things is always the best one. I can't say very often it's always. That doesn't make sense. Very often the first yeah. take is the best thing. Today, just one quick thing. Today I did a uh, a track for someone and uh, I didn't even listen to the music before I started it. I just got the lyrics in front of me. I got a set of lyrics that I'd written out and then the song played and I just started singing along. And I fluffed two of the two of the words, but it sounds brilliant. So I'm just going with that. So a song for someone else. Yeah, it's a song for a guy over in Switzerland, a guy oh. called Fred. Oh, Fred. Yeah, yeah, Fred. We've yeah. played, we've played yeah. him here. We've played his stuff here. Um, but I didn't even listen to it. And I, I think sometimes that natural thing—it's it's the best. What were you going to say? Um, well, just the, so Tim Buckley. So this was recorded in '68, and he died in '75 when he was 28. Um, and so the the original version that he recorded, uh, he was just really just early twenties, and it's really innocent sounding. Yeah, yeah. And then he, you know he's gone a bit further in his career, and he's kind of developed this kind of baritone voice, and sounds a bit kind of more haggard, but. Um, it loses a bit of the innocence. Yeah, that was all. So I'm getting ready for the next song. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. No, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, it's funny that the, and I don't want to put myself into this category because, uh, but it, it will sound as I'm talking about myself. I think the folk who don't do well, they're the ones who have the longer careers. <laughs> you know, the folk, the folks that don't get enough money for swimming pools. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a few like David Bowie who keep going to the end. I think he actually got better towards the end. Um, but I think the old swimming pool thing must slow people down quality-wise. He did quite a lot. Of, Bowie did quite a lot of bad music in the 60s. I only really know his last album and the hits. Yeah, so the, the stuff the stuff when he was trying to get famous. I don't think he was as good as Lou Reed. No. For me, yeah, he was a long way off uh, Lou Reed, but then, what do I know? Shall I play something else? Yeah. I'm going to play another uh, Norman Watson-related one. This is a track called Death and the Lady that was released as uh, uh, Watson Carthy. And um, I think it was on their album Dark Light. And this, if you know my album Just Beyond the River, you may stop that so it's not coming through the thing. Yeah. If you know my album Just Beyond the River and there's a track on it called Edward. Yeah. Well, this track directly influenced the arrangement that we did mm. for Edward. So here's Watson Carthy with Death and the Lady. Do you belong unto? 
Oh, 
like that, did you? Um, do you know the programme Death in Paradise from BBC One with Ardell O'Hanlon playing a sort of dim-witted detective? Yeah, except he's not been the detective for a while. Oh, has he not? What happened to him? I think... I don't know. Um, I do... I quite like Death in Paradise. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? The... Like, like, like the concepts. The books. The yeah, books. yeah. I yeah. Like, I quite... I, I mean, I'm... I like most things. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. Except for, uh, yeah, no, we won't go into that. <laughs> um, my son's really getting t- into Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. you know. And because of that, I've had to, I've read, well, he's read quite a lot to me. And uh, we've listened to a lot of the audio books on journeys. And we've watched a lot of the films. And uh, he obviously started a lot of that um, the that kind of fiction. It's very, very interesting, that him and um, Agatha Christie. Uh-huh. It's uh, so Death in Paradise. It's uh, there's there's references to Sherlock Holmes in it throughout, which is quite interesting. Throughout the show, yeah, not throughout every day of every show, but you know here and there there'll be a reference to a, hmm. a sore foot or something. I always I always think if you're going to be a jobbing actor, yeah, yeah. and you get the choice for, to go on the bill, or you get the choice to go on Death in Paradise, you know, like as a one-off. The person who gets murdered at a party at the beginning, yeah, 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 gets yeah. knocked off a speedboat. I'd be pretty pleased at getting the Death in Paradise call. Yeah, yeah, you would. I just book three weeks. Yeah, no, sorry. You just you just keep doing the take really badly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, You're I'm not, not quite oh. dead yet. Oh no, oh, I haven't oh. been killed. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's good. Um, I was watching just before I came out tonight. I was watching the one of a. Uh, do you know Jeremy Brett? Do you know the Sherlock Holmes's that, that were played by Jeremy Brett? No. I oh, he's amazing. So. He's really good. I remember when they were on ITV when I was a kid, just thinking it was utter garbage. But of course, you know, I was very young. I was like, are they in color? Down. Yeah, they are. The seventies. Yeah, but he's there's an amazing one in in the the solitary cyclist where he he squares up to this ruffian to this rough tough in a bar. And he fights them using Queensbury rules boxing mm. against a kind of flailing thug. It's, uh, it's most amusing. It's it's worth uh, googling. Uh, uh, Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes fight scene. We um, speaking of fight scenes, yeah, yeah. we um, we got uh, attacked. Well, not attacked. But we got abused at the, on the beach, Crail Harbour, the other day. By on Sunday, by some people with their little bikes, you know, motorbikes. That's really interesting because I, of course, I saw you on Sunday, but yeah. I, we didn't get. Yeah, I saw you, but we didn't really speak. Did you see the bikes? Did yeah, they go I saw past the bikes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The five, five guys. Five guys. Well, I think one of them was a girl. I think one of them was. Oh, a lady. really? I think the one at the at the end in a purple thing was. Well, because we were we were sitting having a picnic, um, just after we saw you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the two kids, two of the kids, and um, uh, yeah, they they like revved up right beside us. And I said to the guy, you know, just get off off your bike and walk. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, they started um, like shouting at us. Call, oh, really? Like, really swearing, shouting. I got called a hippie. <laughs> well, you are, yeah, I guess you are a hippie, I suppose. Um, I should show you the video. I filmed it. Oh, you should, yeah, you should put it online. Yeah. Were you worried Actually, they were going to attack you or were you? No, I was just more annoyed about the fact that they were doing what they were. They, they drove across Crail so, Harbour. So Crail Harbour Beach, for the listeners, is maybe... 80 meters long, if that. It's a very small beach and maybe 20 meters deep. And uh, there was five folk on kind of rough terrain motorbikes and they rode over the beach and then onto the rocks. And it was making a racket. And they did. I was there with my wee boy and um, I must have just missed you. 
and we didn't we didn't feel threatened at all because they just got on the beach and got off again. But then they wouldn't have gone near me because they'd be feared. Whereas you're a, an easier target. Exactly. Yeah. So. But they totally tore up the the whole of the path as well. I've got permission of the landowner. I mean, they didn't. What the path beyond the beach? Yeah, the whole of the coastal path on the way to Anstruther. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Ach, numtis. Um. I can't remember what I was going to tell you. No, I was going to ask you about to up with the Pfeiffer. Have you got anything to up with the Pfeiffer's coming up? I do, actually. I've got okay, well, I've got a song. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, uh, I've... The to sup thing that's coming up at the moment is a thing called To Write With a Pfeiffer, which I've put together with Creative Scotland. And that's um, 12 folk coming from all over Scotland, really, and coming and spending three separate weeks in the, in a house of... of uh, I've rented, I've haunted a house. I've haunted, uh-huh. uh, and uh, they're going to be writing together and stuff. And then is it a, a little house? concert. In fact, you know about this because we're supposed to be doing the concerts here. Yes, is it a haunted house? Uh, it could be a haunted house, but it's been very, very. It's been done up. So I mean, I, I, I didn't feel anything when I went in, other than shame because I dragged mud in from my feet. Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't wipe your feet before you No, went in. but the lady was fine about it. She said, oh, there's workmen in. We're going to have to get it properly tidied. I know, but still, it's that instinct that you would w- always wipe your feet when you go in the house. I know, but the thing is, I looked at my boots and I thought they were clean and then they weren't clean. It was old Where mud. Where had you been, though? Well, I'd been in the mud, but it was old mud. You know what I mean? So I thought yeah. it would have the grace to, to stay on my feet. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we uh, put it up open to application and we had over 10 applicants for every slot. Okay. So I've had to... Well, I'm just about to write out a lot of. I'm sorry you didn't get through emails to people. Are you going to be? Are you going to do it in a nice way? Yeah, well, I'm just going to tell the truth. Just yeah. say we had ten applicants for every. And you slot. weren't good enough. No, because a lot of them were good enough. Ah. In fact, most of them, if not all of them, were good enough, basically, to okay. come along and write songs. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you could do more. I could do more. Yeah, yeah. I could. In fact, see, I'll see how these go and see how exhausted I am for next year. Yeah. Because as well as these, I've got like another 14 to subway fifers or something, you know. So Do just... we even have time on this podcast to go through it all? No, no, let's just stop. Let's stop. <laughs> Plus, I've got two big announcements this year. So Wait a minute, on this podcast? No, 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 no. Later this year. Two big announcements? Two big announcements. That sounds... Mm. That sounds like big announcements. Yeah, it yeah, does. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I can't do those now. So I can't. So I might not have time for next year. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I'm quite excited about the big announcements. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, one is I'm getting a hairpiece made. Yeah. Well, we've all been waiting on that. And the other is I'm uh, I'm gonna lose uh, lose a few stone and tighten up a bit and uh, go on stage in a wrestling shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got something lined up? Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't. Well, I almost have. Okay, what is this? Uh, It's Esther Smith recorded live at the International Gospel Centre in Michigan.
only have his pain over and Christmas drawing in. Please open your door and let us come in when our Sitting down by the fire While we pour the sail boys do trudge to the mire When our arms Sitting down at the race Put your hands in your pockets And give what you please When our arms Come to 
was the Watsons with uh, Malpas Wasail or Wasail, and that was led by Mike Watson with Norma Lal and Mike Carthy. What? Martin Carthy. What album is that from? For Pence and Spicy Ale, which was 1975, I think. Thruppence or Four Pence? Four as in. Four Pence. No, not as in the number, it's like four F O R Pence. Four pence. Oh, I see. Four pence. Like, like you would sing for pence and spicy ale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except I wouldn't. I'd make an excuse. That makes me want to make a spicy ale. Well, let's get to it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye.